0: Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show.
1: Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring.
0: Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX.
1: Good Saturday morning, St. Louis, and welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show, your go-to destination for all things related to sprucing up your home. I'm your guest host today, Rich Orris, filling in for the amazing Scott Mosby. And let me tell you, I cannot wait to get this started. I'm always so excited to get in and hear what's going on around your homes, around St. Louis, um, things that we're we're having to deal with in the in the different environments and times in spring and summer and fall. It's always great to do it. Don't forget, you can call me right now, 314 436 7900 or 800 925 1120 So whether you know you're you're tackling a small DIY project or planning a major renovation, um, I'm here to just kind of help you out. Some expert advice, helpful tips, and some of the latest trends in home improvements. So grab your coffee, pick up the phone, and dial into our special hotline because we're ready to answer all of your burning questions. Again, if you have anything going on around your home, you can give me a call today, 314 436 7900 or 925 1120 we will be here for two straight hours for you getting all your answers in whatever you have and you know i'm going to start this off with uh with an internal question here i got just just a moment ago coming in um uh, it is kind of fun cuz the the people around and the producers and and the helpers they go oh yeah you know what i had this going on you know what do you think about this and and so the producer here um, basically asked me about the a squirrel eating at the lead boots on the the plumb plumbing stacks on the roof of the house and um, yeah i had a roofer look at it and everything say, so, yep it's they were eating right through it and and so basically um, the the when you look at what it is so your plumbing pipes need air inside of them to replace The air that's in there when it actually drains, you flush the toilet, it's forcing air through it. Well, it needs new air coming in to replace that air and to keep that water flowing and draining and going the right way and everything. So when that pipe comes out through your roof up to the top, that's where all those gases can get out and escape and and that's where you know fresh air can come in and it works both ways up and down it's just not pushing air out it's just not pulling air in it actually does both as it as it functions Um, so when that pipe comes through they put a boot on there to flash it into your roof system so There is one made of lead that actually covers the entire pipe, and the lead kind of bends into the pipe. And that's a really good system for, you know, a a cast iron uh, metal type, you know, cast iron plumbing stack. The rubber boots, if you replace with the rubber boots, those the squirrel won't eat, but those are actually, they work much better on the PVC pipe and not as well, you know, on that. And the lead boots, if you can keep the squirrels from eating them, will last much, much longer than that rubber boot will wear out, dry out from the sun, all that. So you're replacing them much more often if you can keep the squirrels from eating them. So your answer here today on the squirrels is they actually make these really cool covers. They're like vent covers. They, they invented this to keep the squirrels from actually eating them, and they're made of like a steel metal. They're usually like painted a gray, and, and it has a little steel pipe with a cap on it that, that kind of stands up higher so it will let the air out and everything. It looks pretty much identical to like a furnace you know, pipe coming out of the roof with the cap on top, lets the air exhaust in and out and everything. And then for the portion that goes onto the roof and sits flat in the flashing, because some of that's on top of the shingles and they'll eat there too. There's like a wire mesh, kind of like a chicken wire that they'll supply with it that you put over top of that and they kind of can't get through that mesh to get to that. So you cover it up with this squirrel metal boot cover system. If you, you Google this squirrel, lead boot, whatever. You will find these things extremely easy. You can order them online. Hardest part is getting up on the roof, really, to, to put them on there and everything. But that will cover it up. So you, so the good news is you can go back. You can replace it to a lead boot that will actually last the life expectancy of the entire roof. If your roof's going to last 25, 30, 35, 40 years... That lead boot will last that if you get one of these covers, get over top of all that, and don't let the squirrels get at it. The rubber boots that they put on, they're going to go about 10, 15 years. If it's been 20, you probably got a slight leak that you don't even know about where that rubber's dry rotted and cracking and things like that. And it's really, you know, another thing I see all the time is people going up there on the rubber boots and caulking them. And, you know, really, that can be a good temporary fix. I will absolutely admit I did that exact same thing at my house one time because I went up there and was like, oh, man, yeah, this is where the water is coming from. So I went down to my garage. I didn't have a rubber boot, but I had the caulk. I caulked around it, but I'm telling you right now, I got back up there within about a couple months and replaced that rubber boot, got the right one, and, and got it replaced because – That caulk will not last with expansion, contraction, the heat. You know, you got rubber on plastic. These things move a lot with cold, with heat, with all of that. They'll expand and contract at a really great deal. And the caulk just really won't hold that for, you know, only so long. So, yeah, I would definitely say if you have some of that caulk, put it on there to stop it immediately. But get a roofer or get that boot replace the proper way, and really make sure that, uh, you know, you're keeping all that water and stuff from getting inside that roof. So, ton of water-flashing information, how to build a house, you know, really the best way. We can talk about all sorts of things like that today. Got a ton of information for you. But really, I'd love to just hear from everybody and see what is going on this uh, Memorial Day weekend for everybody. I know you're probably getting ready for your barbecues, your parties, your pool parties, Big Day Monday, anything you're trying to accomplish, I'll tell you again, feel free to uh, just give us a call and we can help you out and answer all your questions right here live today, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. I think we'll get into our first break here and we'll have a bunch more for you and hopefully some calls and questions answered when we return. This is the
0: KMOX Home Improvement Show.
1: Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring.
0: Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX.
1: All right, guys, here we are. We are back having a great time here answering some good questions. We'll be here for you all afternoon. We've got another hour, hour and a half here um, to go. So if you have any questions about your house, if you're getting prepared for your parties, for Memorial Day, for a, maybe a pool party, a barbecue, all this stuff. I know you're working around the house. You're trying to get things up to snuff. You got some DIY things you're trying to accomplish. Any questions you may have at all, feel free to give me a call. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Got a lot of uh, information for you. We can talk about a lot of different things. I'll have a uh, a June list of things you should be doing in June with June right here on the horizon and everything. But um, so my producer here has some questions that he brought up about some uh, remodeling uh, topics and, and, and trends and things for this year. So he was going to kind of drill me with a few questions here in a minute. So we'll uh, hopefully uh, get to some of that for you guys. We'll have all sorts of things going on. I can definitely plan on talking about, um, you know, some really good steps on how to just build a house really, really well, airtight, accurate, and really get it, you know, some of the best ways possible. Building today, building practices, there is a lot, a lot of different ways to accomplish things and do things, and there are some that are, way better than others, above code, beyond what some of the standards are that can really get some good things for you. So maybe we can look at that. And then maybe some deck inspection points of, like, what to look for that we're all going to be spending time outside. So inspecting your deck today would be a really, really good thing to do. But, hey, we got Bernadette on the phone here on the line. Hey, Bernadette, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, thanks for calling. What's going on today? Are we still on yards or only homes? I have questions for both. Um we can uh I mean I can do some yard stuff. I'm I'm not the I'm not Mike Miller, I'm not the yard expert, but I can probably help you out with that and definitely help you out with the home.
2: Okay. Um we have voles in the yard. Not the moles, but the voles.
1: Uh-huh. And
2: and we have a deck. Uh that has a tiny little part that, uh you know space there that you can see through um and I'm wondering if I should put something down there to keep the bowls away, keep the animals away
1: okay, so there's like a spot that they're getting in underneath the deck. no,
2: the way the deck floor is built there's a there's spaces between the oh, pieces.
1: between the floorboards,
2: right, mhm.
1: Correct. Uh, so what material is the deck floor? Do you know? Is it just like regular wood or is it a newer composite type flooring?
2: No, it's the regular wood, but it's the treated wood.
1: Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, those deck spaces in that floor, um, you definitely, you know, those spaces are good for water to drain through and stuff like that. With the wood kind of expand, you know, expanding and contracting and getting bigger and smaller throughout the season, I wouldn't recommend trapping any water or putting anything um, in those spaces to try and block those spaces. It's good for the deck to breathe, let air flow around. It helps it dry out when it gets wet and and all that sort of stuff. A lot of times when we build a deck, we'll we'll maybe put those boards really tight or really close together when they're actually wood, either cedar or that um, treated wood, because it will shrink and create those spaces. So you don't need to put a real big space necessarily when you build it because it'll shrink up and then it'll kind of expand and contract back. But those spaces are, they do serve a good purpose and you do want the space. So I definitely wouldn't recommend um, filling any of that. But, yeah, those voles are definitely – Interesting creatures like a mole, but they kind of stay on top of the surface um, running around and stuff and, and go under just to, like, kind of house themselves. Um, so, yeah, I would look at, uh, you know, traps for those voles. They make these little black boxes that will attract them, and you kind of put them next to, or in their pathway where they like to run. Are you seeing, like, worn-out spots in your yard or along the edge of the foundation where they've been running around.
2: Right. Little holes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Little holes in the lawn. Yep. Yep. And then you'll see like a stretch of like three or four feet where they're coming out of the ground and going back.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. So, so
1: those, you know, either Mm -hmm. getting with an exterminator um, to have them set those traps out or purchasing some of those traps that, um, you know, it's like a black box with an opening on either end that, they get, they go in, they attract to them, and then they trap them in there. So that's the best way to get rid of those voles. Gosh,
2: okay, <laughs> they're a nuisance.
1: Yes, they are. But unfortunately, there's nothing to do for the deck because you really want to keep that spacing on right. your floor and everything.
2: Right. Okay. I guess I'll put a rug under it and hope nothing comes through. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Yep, no problem. I appreciate it. Great question and thought. And, you know, um, it is definitely the time of year um, in one of the things, you know, working on your deck, sealing your deck. You know, that's kind of the stuff on this June, some of the stuff on this June list. Um, So really looking at um, now that it's nicer and we're going to start, you know, being outside more. Um, my wife yesterday was cleaning up, washing everything, putting flowers out and kind of getting getting the whole deck area and backyard, you know, kind of ready for summer. So it's my job to kind of inspect that deck and really look at, you know, uh, one trying to control the, the carpenter bees um, are just boy, those things are such a pain, uh, getting some traps, maybe trying to see if you can divert them and, and, and catch them in the traps and all of that. But really looking at inspecting that deck, um, especially like the wood, like we were just talking with Bernadette about that wood deck floor. So really looking at those materials, anything that is wood for sure um, looking for splitting, decaying wood. I will kind of warn everybody, when you're looking at a deck floor, sometimes it can look pretty solid, and it's really rotting from the bottom up, and, and you don't find out until you really step on it like at a seam where it kind of starts to move. So kind of poking around at some things, if you can get under the deck and, and, and poke from the underside you know, near the floor joists and stuff, look for splits because splits in the boards will eventually turn to decaying wood. You can seal that, topical seal it all you want, but the water's going to get kind of inside that split. So think about replacing some of those boards that are kind of split open on the ends, you know, a foot or two back and and really getting those solid again before they're too routed or they get too far out. Um, Looking at the... The support's basically for the deck. Looking at, you know, the ledger board where it attaches to the house, that is really, you know, everybody thinks of support is only being at those posts, and really that ledger board is the biggest part. It's a huge part of the support for holding that deck up where it's attached to your house. So, you know, looking and making sure that there's flashing on top of that to guide water where you need it, looking at all of the, the metal stuff, the, the All the joist hangers and the bolts and, you know, if anything's rusting, you got the wrong kind of metal and you want to replace it or, you know, add more and really make sure that it is very secure to the house. Um, make sure it's flashed well. All those railings and balusters and all that, when you're checking those, really kind of, you know, brace yourself, but put some pressure on those posts and on those rails and make sure that they they don't move or they're not moving around too much you know as the wood shrinks it could still all be in good condition but you just really need to re-tighten those carriage bolts and the things that are kind of holding that sturdy and you don't want to you know find out if you are just kind of barely hitting it or, or moving it and then when you actually fall over or something you don't want to find out then that it's actually really super loose and, and not so grasp it firmly Wiggle them real good. Check all your support posts down at the bottom by the concrete. You know, kind of poke at them with a flathead screwdriver, ice pick, things like that. And really then on the surface areas, you know, look for um, cleaning it up. Look for mildew areas, all that. Make sure water is beating up. Um, You don't, depending on exposure, you don't always have to seal that deck surface every year but a good test with some water to make sure it's still beading is the best way to know for sure is it working is it not so just kind of run some water across it see if it beads up or not and then consider you know resealing all those wood surfaces and especially the flat surfaces on the handrails and things like that to to really kind of keep that water out and keep that wood In good condition. So, hey, uh, great question from Bernadette for everybody else. You got anything like that going on? Feel free to jump in today. We got plenty of time for you. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 if you're far away. We're going to get into our break, and we'll have plenty to come right after these messages.
0: This is the KMOX Home Improvement
1: Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring.
0: Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX.
1: All right, guys, we are back. Hey, Rich Orris here, filling in for Scott Mosby today. You know, I got some big shoes to fill here today. Really, um, you know, stepping in for the answer, man. Hopefully, really helping you guys out with some good information, some some good expert advice um, some answers to uh some great questions. So, we had Carrie on the line with uh a, a deck question and we we lost her somehow. So, Carrie, if you uh if you're out there, feel free to uh call back in for us. And anybody else, we're here for you 314 436 7900. And so, um, let's uh Let's get into these questions with the producer here. I want to talk about a little little design and some some remodeling trends and things like that. So you got a list for me of different trends for this year?
3: Sure. We got uh, different trends for 2023.
1: And I want to get your
3: reaction. can rate it out of 10 if this is a good idea to do, bad idea. Okay. And then give a little yeah. insight into that. So first we got spa bathrooms. Uh Basically, they're talking about stand up showers, low lighting. How much of a project is that
1: renovating your bathroom? So, you know, I would definitely say this is one where the the 1 through 10 is really going to matter more on what somebody wants out of their bathroom cuz we get clients here at Mosby all the time that, you know, that's what they're after. They want that, you know, spa experience. Um, I've had a few where they travel a lot and so they see all these different things at all these nice hotels around the world and then they come back and they've got all these different photos and they're like, I love this. I love that. So, you know, it's a 10 definitely for the right person. Okay. For sure. Other people are like, you know what? I'm walking in there. I'm showering. I'm getting my stuff done. I got to be out the door. I'm not spending an hour in my bathroom making myself feel good. And that's great, you know? (laughs) Um, it's kind of what I do, you know? <laughs> but um, so, but yeah, the real work to that, it can be rather extensive to get a remodel like that done um, because, you know, they work on like more like walk-in type showers, not much of thresholds and things like that. And that's a lot bigger deal in how to get the floor to work that way for the shower and everything and, and behind tile, there's some there's some really good ways to put backer board and and really secure things so that your system is dried in. It's kind of like the outside of a house. If water gets behind the siding, we can keep the water out. Well if water gets behind the, the tile, we can keep the water going to the drain until you get that figured out and repaired because it, it in other systems it gets to the the, the walls and the inside the walls and floors so fast that we use really good backing for those tiled walls and things to keep that water going where we need it to go. So we protect that wall system from the inside and the outside. Um, so it can be pretty extensive and, and you get into kind of like moving things around and higher end things. You know, like body sprays, people see these body sprays and they're like, that's really cool. I want these body sprays. And then they, you know, we start to educate them on how that actually functions, because when you plumb that, it's not like if you see three body sprays on a wall and they're vertical and each one's about 16 inches from it kind of hits your neck, mid back, lower back. The way that is plumbed, it's not just one pipe going up and and hitting each one of these things. Because if you think about it, if it were that way, you would lose pressure by the time you got to the third one. So how do you get equal pressure on all three? Well, you do this big rectangle of pipe that goes around top. It connects them coming in kind of like a maze, like a little block of like pipes going around. So it's about four times the amount of piping that you would think to make a system like that work properly and unfortunately not everybody looks into that and you get some people that kind of like they're not actual licensed plumbers they they think they can run some pipe they they don't pull permits they put it in the straight line and then a year or two later they're like I've been trying to deal with this guy it, this it's just you know the pressures aren't equal it's really weird and I'm like yeah they didn't plumb it properly and that's why you know, the the expense can get so great and other people like, oh, it doesn't need to be that much. Well, but if you want it to work and function properly, it's a really great idea to to pay that expense and make sure that you're well. So, yeah, it can get pretty extensive in those. And I just had one we just finished not too long ago where we did like kind of half the bathroom is a whole wet area. And the tub and the shower is in that area. So it's like literally about half the master bath. And, and there's no door, just a big glass wall that, you know, opens up about, it's about 36 six inches off the wall where you can walk in and just a big glass to your left. And and you walk around to the shower, really, really super cool stuff. So, yep.
3: Okay. And then coming at number two, bold wallpaper. And so they're looking at this as an alternative to painting.
1: What do you think about that? Is that a good idea, a bad idea? Well, you know, it, wallpaper is coming back. And we've been seeing more and more of wallpaper in the past five years or so, maybe ten, five to 10 years-ish. Um, and, and we're not doing whole rooms, and that's why that whole kind of bold thing, um, it's like ceramic tile now you see so much tile that has definition to it and it's wavy and it, you know, it has all these characteristics and that's what people are really looking for like a statement like that. So it's definitely a good idea and fine, you know, to put wallpaper on like one wall in a room or like the wall in your office with the desk and things like that kind of right behind you or something to where, It really gives this kind of defining statement, and the wallpapers now are getting that definition in them where there's, like, depth. You know, it almost looks like it's coming out at you and stuff. So there's some really cool ones out there. And, you know, it's. I think it was really the people that can't do it and getting rid of it, when they did whole houses, when they did whole rooms, when they did, it's very difficult to make that go away and that's what kind of shied people away from it for so many years but yeah doing these accent walls and stuff like that is is common now and a great idea
3: okay how about uh, large bank or large window banks to keep utility bills down and add more natural lighting what do you think about that?
1: Well you definitely need um, the bigger they are you need really good glass in those windows. Um, I love, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of like natural lighting, a lot of lighting, um, all of that. So I would definitely put that as a 10 if you can, the more windows and the more like that you can get, definitely I love it, get it, most people do. But yeah, you just need to make sure that you get some good glass that's got the coatings on it. With um, you know the sun coating and all that stuff, so it's not fading your hardwood floors, you know all of that. So really upgrade that glass panel in our in our area. Double panes are perfect, but there's some you know low energy coatings and things like that that you can get on the glass that will make one a lot better than the other. We don't really need the triple pane here. Um, triple pane costs more and. We don't get the temperature extremes that that bad to to call for a triple pane, but um, it's really keeping that heat coefficient and everything out with, with the coatings is what's going to help you.
3: All right, and then we have our last one here, multifunctional rooms. They said we learned a lot about this during the pandemic, people
1: using Zoom. Oh, yeah. So what do you think about multifunctional rooms? Good idea. Oh, absolutely. And we've seen a ton of that here at Mosby over the past, you know, three, four years with COVID, with more people being around the house. Um, One of the things I I saw really, really happening was, you know, for 10 or 15 years, we were kind of going away from wires and everything was wireless. And we were like, oh, you don't need cat five lines for, for your Internet, all that stuff. Everything's wireless. You just get your house set up. And then all of a sudden, half the world went to Zoom, and everybody needed a wire. They're like, I need a home office, and I need a wire to it. Um, and and I had the same issue with my radio show because, um, you know, with COVID, we started broadcasting from my house on a computer, and I would take so much power to do that. I mean, obviously, with 50,000 watts or whatever here at the studio, right? So to get that to work from my house... I would actually have to run a wire up to the room I was doing my show in, and then I, I'd have to cut off my Wi-Fi altogether. So, like for for hour or two, no one gets Wi-Fi, and I've got the whole internet going straight to this bedroom where I'm recording or you know doing performing a live radio show from. But we did have some instances where it would cut out and we would drop or lose it and and they were like yeah it's you it's your internet even though you think you got fast internet you need all of it for this so um kids studying at home all of that we got into a lot of spaces where it's office for parents office for you know study space for children all of that and in a lot of dining rooms got converted into multi-space rooms and stuff like that so you know, there, there's a lot that has happened, you know, with COVID and what that's kind of changed our remodeling atmosphere and what we do for our clients and everything else. Just last night, I was talking about um, DocuSign, how, you know, n- less contact using DocuSign to sign documents and all that. It's so much quicker and easier. We actually use DocuSign now. With the client in the room, that's what we did last night. Because it's like, how quickly can you initial twelve pages of a drawing? Each page, you know, the scope of work, the all the st- all the stuff, all the you know, all the different things to sign. Everything. It's kind of like buying a house when you're in a big project. So we literally use that DocuSign to make it quick, easy, snap right through it, and and get it. So COVID has changed what we do in the world of remodeling and, and how, we, how we remodel and what we've done for the clients in those rooms and what the needs are for those, you know, remodels have been really, really different. But hey, I guess we're, we're just, we need to get into our break here. We got Rosie on the line. So if you can hold the line through the break, we'll uh, get to you as soon as we return. We'll be right back.
0: This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show.
1: Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring.
0: Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX.
1: All right, everybody, we're back. And, you know, Rich Orris here filling in for Scott Mosby today, having a great time, great questions, great conversations. Um, If you've got anything for us, we'll have a whole nother hour after this segment. 314 436 seven nine hundred and for now let's get Rosie on the line. Uh has a question about mold, I believe. Rosie, are you with us? I am. Hey, thank you for calling. What's what's happening?
4: Um, I am a self educated mole habitat expert now, but I can't seem to figure out how to kill them. Ah. I have spent so much money on poisons and vibrators and traps and you name it and They love my yard. They have destroyed the root system of my perennial, and I just keep replanting them. Isn't there, wouldn't there be something great if it was something you could stick in the ground and it would electrocute them? (laughs) Is there something like that out there?
1: Um, Actually, they're not to my knowledge. Um, Definitely, I haven't seen anything like that. I've definitely heard a lot of different, tricks and myths of, you know, how to try and poison them and bubble gum and all this different stuff. And I've never and heard... And none of
2: it worked.
4: Yeah,
1: I've never none heard of anybody worked. say never. any success stories with any of that. No. But the only
4: way they're going to leave is when they've got all the grubs and all the worms out of your land and they move on.
1: Yeah, that's definite. But so the the best way that I have found... To take care of them is actually the traps that stick in the ground that when they come through the line, you know, it it, it stabs them. It actually goes off and and stabs through the mole. Just an actual old mole trap you pull up um, and, and set and everything and put it on the trail. But there is there is a, a trick. To how to actually make that happen and to understand where the moles are in order to make the trap work because the problem with the traps are everybody sets them up on the wrong trail and in 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 the wrong spot so basically to figure out if you get the traps to figure out where to put the traps what you want to do is you you want to look at the trails where you can see the grounds raised and they've been going around. And if the trails are just kind of sporadic and they turn right and left, they're kind of S-shaped and things like that, that is not, that's not not—that's not the right trail you want to be in. You want to look for a, a trail where the ground's raised up, where it's a straight shot, it's a straight line, it doesn't curve, and it's exiting your property. Cause it'll because they'll go out to like the neighbor or the golf course behind you or wherever. So the straight shot is where they come and go from getting in and out of your yard. so you're more than likely when they do the feeder lines where they're eating and it's all squiggly, they never go back to those lines because they've they like you've said, once they've eaten anything, there's no reason to go back. So when you get to that straight line, you want to set that trap on that straight line. And the trick is when moles are in the ground, they're actually laying on their side as they're digging and making that trail. So everybody puts the trap right over the raised portion, but that's not where they are. They're actually off to the right or the left of that raised portion. So you need to dig out a little spot and kind of feel in there, maybe with a screwdriver or something, you you want to find the hole that they're passing through. And once you find that, you can kind of press the ground down and put that trap right over where that line is, where that hole is. And I'm telling you, I did this for one of my neighbors years back. He was trying to catch them. He had traps all over. He had them in the wrong spots. And I went over there and showed him how to do it. We found the right trail. And the very next morning, we had a mole on that trap. Excellent. So well, that's I've the way to get that
4: them. What's that? I have not heard that advice before. I've always been doing it on the end mound. So I will try this now.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I would I would tell you that I learned that firsthand from years and years of working with the mole hunter um, and, and, and hearing his stories and stuff like that. So, so you can have this taken care of professionally. Um, they will come out. They will set traps. They will do all that stuff for you if you want. I'm um, guaranteeing you it's not cheap, but learning how to set them up the right way is, is, you know, the best way to get them. So try that out. Look for that line. Set that up well. Find the hole to the right or left of where the ground's raised, and you'll catch yourself a mole.
4: Thank you so much. I will do that because I want to catch them. I don't want them moving out. I want them dead.
1: Yeah, yeah. Best way to do it. So, hey, appreciate the call, Rosie. That was a great question, something we, we talk about all the time. And Holper's Pest Solution is who I I would use professionally if you're looking for that, uh, you know, professional to do it or get it set up well the right way and that. And also, you know, I had a neighbor, too, next door. Um, To the neighbor that I helped that um, he would actually go outside and in the morning he would he would sit in a lawn chair with a shovel and he would wait to see the ground move and he would scoop them things out of the ground with a shovel. I actually saw a couple times where he had like a a live mole in a five gallon bucket that he just flipped right out of the ground and and caught. Um, That's a time consuming method, I think. Um, If you got nothing but time on your hands, get at it. It's probably a great way to do it. And I'll tell you another thing. Boy, if you look up what a mole looks like, they are ugly. They are not. They are funny looking, big web feet, like just how they dig in the ground and all that. They are are not the prettiest specimen out there for sure. Um, But, hey, that's how you can take care of that issue. So we're going to get into a, a longer break here with the news and stuff. So we got a call on the line if you can if you can hold through the break and the news we'd love to get that call right when we return everybody else 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 we'll be right back after all that